10 the podcast, 10 minutes every 10 days. My name is John Wilkerson. And if you hear some background music, it's because I'm sitting in the food court at the local mall outside of the movie theater waiting for one of my kids to get out from having seen uh, Maze Runner Death Cure, I think it is. Now, I saw the first Maze Runner and I had no interest in seeing this one, so I didn't go with her. Under normal circumstances, I probably would have, but in this case, it ain't happening. So, yeah. Looks like they might be getting out. This child of mine has read all the books, seen all the other movies, and will probably sit through all the credits. <laughs> so I'll probably be here just a little bit longer. But it got me to thinking about when I was a kid and how back in the 80s, it was the coolest thing to have your parents drop you off at the mall and you'd hang out at the mall all day long and go to the arcade and go into Spencer's and some of these other stores and look at all the cool stuff they had. Uh, but, you know, particularly, the biggest thing, attraction to me at the mall was the arcade. Or the movie and or the movie theater, depending on the mall you are at. But mostly the arcade. And my kids don't really have that experience. Occasionally, whenever I come across an arcade, even if it only has 10 or 15 games in it, I like to take my kids. And I've taken my kids to large arcades, which are really museums right now. They're functional museums. There's one here in New York that we I've been to a couple times. Uh, Robot City Games, I think it's called. Yeah, Robot City Games. And there's one in New Hampshire, which is the largest arcade in the world, that I've been to a couple times uh, as well. I've taken the kids to that one and Robot City. And they love it. They absolutely love it because we can go in there and I can give them a $5 bill and they can get 20 quarters and they can play 20 games. And I'm looking over at sort of an arcade place which mostly has ticket-related things, but there's a few video games there. And they're all a dollar. So that $5 now, with the games that are available, only gets them five games. And I really miss the classic arcades, where there would be hundreds of games there. And depending on the type of arcade, there might be people smoking in there or whatever. That wasn't always the best part. But that's part of my childhood, and it's experience my kids are never going to have. And this nostalgia has actually made me want to open an arcade. 
I know it sounds crazy, right? You can't really make any money running an arcade these days, but it is something that I've thought about doing or combining an arcade with another brick-and-mortar type store. So, I don't know that that's ever going to happen. I've got a few ideas on what to do, but, you know, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Do you want to be on my podcast? Probably not, huh? You want to be on my podcast? You want to talk about the movie? Yes. Okay, all right, so... <laughs> so here's my daughter. She just saw Maze Runner Death Cure. Yes. This is the third one, right? Yes. All right, so first impressions. First impressions. Um, there was a lot of um, explosions and really good music. And um, I think all the actors are, like, super good and... I think that it does change a lot of the book, but some of the things, even from the first book or the second book, tie into this third movie. It's kind of all the same. It's kind of all wrapped into one, and it's really cool. And if you if you liked like uh, the Hunger Games or Divergent or anything like that, you would love this. I think this is the best one. Of all three of all three of them, so I would totally recommend anybody to see it. It's really awesome. Okay, so without giving away anything, <laughs> which I know is going to be hard. Yeah. What was there one particular scene that really stood out to you in the movie? Um. Well, I really. Ooh, it's kind of hard. <laughs> I like how all. All of the characters are super loyal, and like Thomas, he's been through a lot in the maze and the scorch, and he's seen some of his friends taken away from him, and he he is adamant that he they're, that they're gonna like stay together, and everybody has to stay strong, and we can get through this, and it's really it's really a, a great life lesson to know like to to know that you are going to be able to push through whatever happens and you need to stay loyal to the people who are loyal around you and there's a lot of scenes where he's the one who's like guys we need to keep going like everybody else is ready to give up and he's like no guys we got to do this and that's a really admirable um character trait so more than any just individual scene it's more the theme that runs through it of that loyalty with thomas yeah like all of them I mean, they're all loyal to each other. They're all kind of like, yeah, let's get through this. But Thomas is really, like, very strong and very sure that they are going to find a cure or they're going to die trying and they're going to um, make sure that people don't have to suffer anymore. It's like, guys, we got this. We're going to do this. And really, he's, he's kind of spontaneous um, <laughs> because he's like, yo, let's go say a blah, blah, blah. But he really helps all the other characters to like be the strongest that they can. So I really like that. Okay. Um, were there any scenes in the movie that now don't give anything away that yeah. surprised you? Were there any twists in the, in the movie? 
Um, there were a lot of twists. Um, I mean, if you're familiar with the books, then you'll know ahead of time, like, what happens. Um, but I was really, I was really surprised. I'm not going to give anything away, but, um, there was one character who kind of, he kind of left, sort of. I don't don't want to give anything away, but, um, it was a surprise to see him back because he was in... The Maze Runner, but he wasn't in the Scorch Trials. So I was like, man, I miss that dude. Like, he's a really great comical guy, and I really like him. Like, shoot, he's not here. But then he reappeared, and I was like, yes, you're back. So there are some reappearances by characters you thought wouldn't reappear. And then I feel bad for, like, the actors themselves, where they're like, oh, I'm in this movie, but I can't talk about it in an interview because then I'm going to have to reveal that I come back. But, um, so there are a lot of, some of the big twists stay true to the book, and it's really sweet, and and if you're familiar with them, you'll be like, oh no, I think I know what's coming, and you can kind of, like, prepare yourself a little bit. Okay, so, out of five stars, how many stars would you give Maze Runner Death Cure? 80 million. (laughs) That's how many. That's more than five. A six. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there you there you go, folks. There you heard it from my daughter. Uh, go see Maze Runner: The Death Cure if you are a fan of the previous movies, or if you like Hunger Games or Divergent. I guess that's going to do it. Uh, started out talking about the old arcades of the '80s, but ended up talking about Maze Runner: Death Cure. My name is John Wilkerson. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking me in your ears.